Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. Nick, you sound like you're far away. You know, I'm a little bit far away. I'm just I'm just right next door, Dan. I bought a, I bought a farm next to you. And we're just, no, I am in Monterey. It's car week. Uh, we are back. And it's, uh, I mean, it's it's right now, I mean, because nobody knows we record live, but uh, it's Wednesday right now. But it's been a pretty uh, adventurous week so far. Um, and it is starting to heat up big time down here. Nice. Well, we'll hear about more of that. Hear more about that in a second. Uh, as usual, we're brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Drivers Club, Grios Garage, the official car care sponsor of RCS. Get ten percent off with our code RCS ten. And we're brought to you by Haggerty, Rainier Beer, America's Automotive Trust, and Salvo Design. Which uh, there's a lot of Haggerty down there right now. <laughs> Haggerty, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of Haggerty down here right now. Uh, a lot of uh, I guess what we said started in, in the wind and now has become kind of, a, it's a known thing that uh, Haggerty is buying Pebble Beach. Or, yeah, it's, I saw it was... They're brought, yeah, yeah, they're brought to you by... Hey, Pebble Beach is brought to you by Haggerty this year, and they, they bought the Amelia Island show, I heard. So they're kind of stomping all around down there. Yeah. They're owning the show circuit. Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going down here. I think uh, everybody's had a lot of time to talk, a lot of time to think. There's some shows that are popping up, not only some, some German car shows, but there's some rumors that there might be an Italian car, another Italian car show that might pop up down here, thanks to Pebble Beach. So wow. we'll see. It, there's, uh, you know, it has been wonderful down here, but uh, it has been a somewhat of a, a rumor mill. Everybody's sort of coming out of hiding. All the cars are coming out. Um, Dan, you'll understand this. Anybody that's been to Monterey, there's a bunch of new like man garages that have been built around the airport. A lot of people are keeping cars here. I mean, I think every lot in the country is rolling in yesterday or today. It's been incredible. So, the yeah, connection cut out a little bit there. I think you said that all the car carriers are coming in today. You're seeing the, the flood of those. Yeah, I mean, I think I said every reliable carrier oh, in, yeah. in the country is probably here right now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been it's been a lot. So, it's been good though. Uh, we uh, I just got done today, Dan. Uh, you know, as, as you know. Um, Unfortunately, Mr. Putnam didn't make it down here this week, but usually we do on Wednesdays, we do a, a segment for course book called Connect to Cars, where we do a lovely breakfast and we interview a couple of uh, big players from the automotive world, and then we do a, a wonderful drive. And I got a chance to once again uh, interview a really good friend of ours, Wade Kawasaki from uh, Coker Tires, and he just actually retired as the seat. Yeah. Yeah, a CEO of SEMA. And then I got to talk to somebody we never talked to is, is Lance uh, Stander. Who is the CEO of Super Performance? Um, he's act. I mean, it's funny as it is, Dan. He's the second uh, what the South African I've spoken to on this podcast, and probably in the last month. Um, <laughs> wonderful story as far as how they got here, where the cars are. A lot of the cars are still built over there. Um, the coolest story that we kind of came up in our conversations, and it does. It's, it's one of those oh duh. Is he provided all the cars for Ford versus Ferrari? Ah, <laughs> so kind kind of interesting. But uh, it was a great it was a great morning. Uh, unfortunately, um, because of my rental car situation and not driving down here, I wasn't able to go on the drive. But um, they went out to a wonderful winery out here in wine, uh, kind of a little bit north of uh, Monterey, and had a wonderful time. But uh, it was a good turnout. Had fifteen cars, uh, and it was a really good conversation. Um, Wade and Lance really got we got into everything from why people are buying cars during COVID to electric cars and then um as funny as it is one of the gentlemen that was at the breakfast had just picked up his new uh tesla plaid 
and was taking people for rides. And unfortunately, I didn't get a ride, but I was watching people as they were falling out of the car when they got back because they couldn't stand it was so fast. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah. So it's been, but it's been, it's been good. Like I said, we're working down here with Concorso. I brought Sarah down with me. And um, it's been a couple of bit, really busy days getting used to kind of the new course and a little bit smaller events. And uh, everybody misses you, Dan. Everybody, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm, everybody wants to know how's Dan's podcast and uh, you know, where is Dan? So, and I told him, you know, he's old McDonald's. He bought a farm. So. Dan, yeah, I wish I was down there. It's uh, another scorcher this week. It was, it's just, it's still 90 degrees here right now. It's 630 and it's 90 degrees and it's going to be another yeah. 90 degrees tomorrow, 100 the next day. It's, it's roasting here. At least I can water my plants. Yeah, I, I, I got the heat warning for like Saturday or something like that on yeah. my phone. That's pretty interesting. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the car world is, is, is strong here. I will tell you that everybody is, I mean, there's, if you've never been to Monterey or no, like, I mean, if you're coming in from Salinas, if you're basically on the, the approach to the uh, the Monterey private airport. I think most all Gulf streams and challengers are landing here right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I People was wondering... coming in town to, to, to buy cars and spend cars and drive. Right? I was going to ask you about that. Uh, do you think it's uh, busier this year, the same as usual or less? So I did a whole new event down in uh, Carmel on Tuesday, um, and I actually was down there doing a radio interview for Corso, and uh, it, it wasn't basically the cars that were going to Pebble, but it was just incredible display. Acura had a bunch of their real, like their, their 24 Hours of Le Mans race cars there, um, and it was packed. Um, they were trying to, they had basically check-ins. Um, at every street, I don't think they were doing the best job to make sure people were social distancing, but people were really down here, uh, uh, out and about. Um, and it's it's a known fact now that um, that uh, it is off limits down there. If, if you don't know, back in 2019, um, a bunch of YouTubers got together down there and they were doing drag races and burnouts in the middle of uh, of the street. And um, the Washington, the not Washington Patrol, the uh, the California State Patrol has really cracked down on that. They're really watching what's going on, um, and it's going good. But uh, it's uh, it's a different atmosphere. I mean, there's no, there's, I wouldn't say there's a lot of fear down here. Everybody is driving. Um, I haven't seen our, our infamous white McLaren uh, F1 yet, but uh, there was a ton of people down there. I've seen photos. Our friends John and Paul and uh, Alex and Drivers Club are all down there. I sent them on. I set up a route for them to take, uh, which they did. And I know they made it down there, and so I, I know there's a lot of people down there. They've, I've seen a lot of good pictures pop in, you know, Bugattis on the side, on the on the street parked, things like that, which is always cool to see. I do miss that. So yeah, I mean, uh, Carmel is always interesting because when you get outside of downtown Carmel, you get these little houses, and there's these these tiny one bedroom houses, and there's an F50 sitting in the driveway, or there's <laughs> you know a Bugatti because it's the only place you can rent. So. um uh, Sarah and I drove up to the Hyatt last night, and it was just starting to kick off. Ferrari just unloaded a bunch of the new XF90s, and basically, um, it was just amazing uh, um, so far. I mean, you know how that gets. The Hyatt is the kind of like local point for uh, basically seeing all the cars in Monterey. Yeah, that's the so. that's the parking lot to go to if you're in town down there this week, and if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, you'll want to go down there. Uh, I thought yeah. for our Carter super tube of the week. Um, so I was gone last week. Nice job on the show, by the way. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Brandon Ben Powell. With Brandon yeah. Ben Powell. Yeah. Hi Brandon. Uh, yeah. yeah. With Brandon Ben Powell. Yeah. So I was driving around Crater Lake before it got smoked in again. And by the way, if we'd done the Seamont this year, we would have had to do that again. It was completely smoked out. Um, 
east of the Cascades. Like you couldn't even you couldn't see the lake that that kind of smoke, which we've seen before. It kind of ruins the route. There was a bunch of fire closures. Obviously, I think it's the Dixie Fire is the biggest fire in California's history at this point. I think. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and there's a there's a crazy story behind that, not car related, but if anybody's curious, it wasn't a lightning. Uh, they there's a chain of arson going on in in California, which is crazy. But anyway. Uh, the smoke was everywhere. Just what California needs right now is ours. Right, exactly. <laughs> Some professor, too. Totally weird story. Anyway. Great. Yeah, right. So, anyway, everything from... I mean, it's not, it's not smoky here right now, but it's not, it was for a short time. But uh, everything south of basically Rainier all the way to California, east of the Cascades, is just smoke. So if you, if you took the coast or you went to, you know, east or west of I-5, you were okay. But anything to the east, which is really the great roads to get down there... Uh, we're smoked out and covered. You couldn't really go anywhere. Just fire camps and everything. The usual, unfortunately. But uh, Yeah, we've seen it. Um, yeah. yeah. Was, we, as I was driving around Crater Lake, uh, we did some a short morning hike before it was too bad, and then we decided to call it early and go back up to Hillsboro to visit family. And uh, I came across a van broken down sort of on the side of the road. There wasn't a shoulder, but they'd blown a flat uh, left rear, and they were kind of halfway in the road, and... As we've talked about many times before, I always carry a maintenance. When I go on a road trip, especially in the truck where I have a lot of extra space, I have a pretty extensive set of tools with me and a pretty, and especially for tire repair, because it's the most common thing I'm going to see on a, you know, multi thousand mile road trip is, you know, what if I get a nail in my tire? And I mean, I have a full size spare, best way to go. I always make sure that's good to go. But in this case, they didn't, they had a, they had a spare, which was deflated <laughs> and really old and never been checked. And they took a nail puncture to the inside of the left rear tire. Now, the thing is, is when a tire shop tells you you need a new tire and it's got like, you know, 10,000 miles on it, it's not usually because they're lying to you. It's because of where the puncture happens on the wheel. In this case, it was right on that inside not edge. Not repairable. Yeah, not repairable. Yeah. And because that side, that sidewall, your tire flexes a lot and turns, and it's kind of dangerous. Now, because their flat, their spare was deflated, and it was right on that line of tread right there, so it's technically past the line of repair for a tire shop. The tire had been wearing unevenly as well, so I told her she needed alignment. So that's another thing to check here as well. But I was able to plug the tire because in that case, it was far enough in. I said, I can get you going. I filled their spare first thing. But it was only a what do you you know a forty five mile an hour spare, and they had a heavy load. Donuts, yeah, yeah. They had yeah. family, three kids, equipment. You know they're under a heavy load, so it's really not ideal. So I took two two tire plugs out. Uh, you uh, augured that thing out, and the only thing I didn't have is any way uh, I didn't have any kind of lubricant with me. Um, I had, which is weird because I actually just forgot to pack my uh, Grio Speed Shine, which I almost always do for a road trip. But all I had was glass cleaner with me and interior cleaner, <laughs> not like uh, not like uh, interior shine, like a leather shine, which would actually work in this case. But I just used some glass cleaner, so <laughs> sprayed some of that on there, got it augered out, put in two tire plugs, and then pulled out my razor blade because I always carry that with me. And uh, cut them off, cut off the plugs on the inside of the tire, and they were good to go down the road. So, um, well, aren't you just a savior? <laughs> the thing is, is, those tire kits you can get them from just about anywhere. A full, like, really extensive ARB kit is like 30 bucks, and that's one of the really nice ones. Uh, you can get these slime tire kits anywhere from you know, Walmart, uh, take RCS 10, get a good, nice one from them at Grios. Um, but like I said, 10 bucks will get you down the road in a case where you normally wouldn't be able to. 
And it's so cheap to have that kind of insurance. And we've talked about tire inflators before. The one I had with me was my little Vire one. That's like, I, I literally got, I looked at the receipt. I bought that thing in 2009. And it's the, my little tiny one I just happened to have in the truck. And I don't yeah. know what, my other one. But yeah, so the whole investment was into that for 50 bucks. And that got them back down the road. And that takes up almost no space. I actually had the plug kit inside the air compressor case. So I have, and that's a tiny compressor, like, it would take an hour to refill my tires if I had aired down the truck for off-roading. But for them, for one single tire on your average passenger vehicle, 10 minutes, they were on the road again. And they didn't have, you don't even have to pull the tire. You just find the find the puncture, pull out the nail or whatever's in there, auger that thing out, pl- put the plugs in, air it up, good to go. And they were back on the road in no time. So, uh, Wow. Yeah. It's really easy to do. Like I said, we've talked about it before as a tip of the week, but like even those those little they're like they're like tar encased rubber that you use the tire plugs are. Like I I realized that I only had four left because I've used them on other people's cars before. I ordered a pack of ten or a pack of twenty, excuse me, from Amazon for five bucks. <laughs> so and those are the slime <laughs> ones. I mean, this is super cheap insurance. I, I I have said it before, but I'm saying it again. Like you will use this stuff in the real world all the time. Um, and maybe never on your own car. I've never actually had to do this on one of my own cars. Um, I almost did on the Porsche, but I got it to the dealer before I got, um, to have it patched. That, that was 2019 driving into Monterey. I got a flat in the Porsche with the center locks. That's especially not fun. Um, we've talked about that before. Too. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to pull out yeah. a $500 expandable torque wrench. So, but in oh. that case, if I would have had to, you know, worst case scenario, I could have plugged it with one of those, even on a car like the Porsche, and it would have been fine to get me to the dealership. It would have got me down the road, and those things hold. Like, they are a semi-permanent solution. Once those things get in there and they heat up, they kind of chemically bond with the rubber. Now, you can get kind of a weird uneven balance issue on some really high-end cars. It's not a – I wouldn't call it a permanent solution, but they will hold. I've had one in a tire once in the Audi Action Mass 4. I had a tire plug in that um, – for 25,000 miles. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and I just never replaced it. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you, that, but just so we're clear, they, they, we're not supposed to do that. But no, yeah. and they came with yeah. it in the car. When I got the tires, they had been, they had been plugged. I got the oh. full set of those DSWs for 150 or 200 bucks for four. And they were takeoffs okay. and they had been plugged and they had like the original owners I got them from. I knew they told me up front. I wasn't ripped off. They're like, it's got a plug in it, but like they're at like 95% except for this one plug. And I was like, okay, I'll just run it and I'll replace it if I have to and have Blake shave it. Never happened. <laughs> so. I mean, they work. I mean, you're not supposed to use them that long, but it, it works. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I would put a disclaimer that you probably yeah. should not do that. But uh, as I've said before, these things are a must have, I consider in any car, especially on a road trip. They're just such an easy, easy solution when you're, especially in the middle of nowhere where we were by outside crater Lake, no phone service, nearest place to get service was like 10 miles away in a small town that had one service station slash gas station slash hotel. Literally. It's kind of funny. So, I mean, yeah, I've got a, 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 a destruction story for you. Okay. Uh, you know, our good friend Yanni is down here. She's helping us oh, great. now part of the concourse crew permanently. And, uh, Chris called in her lovely husband, who's a, a CHP officer. Uh, Dan, did you know that ball joints are directional? Have you ever heard of that? Directional ball joints? They are directional ball joints. Now, Yanni and Chris found this out because they put brand new, I don't know, they put brand new ball joints in their truck and they went up into the mountains. And because these are directional and they went in the wrong way, 
they broke off. The tires sheared off, broke the brake lines, jammed under the car, and they were stuck up there for eight hours because AAA refused to come get them because they were a mile off the pavement. So um, apparently there are now ball joints out there that are directional, and you have to read the box. To very, from what Chris said and was laughing in, in, while saying it, there's a very little small sticker that says these are directional, and they have to go in a certain way to work, and apparently he missed that. Uh, but <laughs> it was a kind of interesting uh, story to hear, hear uh-huh. him kind of talk to me about it. And Yeah, the, I'll, I will send some photos, but literally had the wheel not jammed under the car, under the truck, they probably would have slid off the road and would have been much more damaged, but... Uh, yeah, and as you know, when you lose the front brakes like that, you lose all brakes. You so, know, um, it's this, kind of a, a yeah. Yeah, okay. You took me a second to think about what you're talking about, and I, I see what you mean now. Yeah, so direct, ball mm-hmm. joints have a certain range of motion, and that range of motion is is directional. Yeah, that makes sense. So they have to go yeah. in a certain, a certain way. And even though they look like they would go in every direction, because like – like, but they they don't they swing if, inward usually. if you don't they shear off yeah they swing inward a certain way uh, a certain limit like their their range yeah. they're motion limited so if they don't reach that full length of motion as in your suspension fully articulates down or up and the ball yeah. joint can't then it becomes a shear point okay wow yeah, yeah. that's fun this is the brand new forerunner no not on the brand new forerunner they on their on that big truck they've got that white truck they've got the vintage one that they've restored um, it has it has since been fixed because of this, but it took a long time to get it. Uh, Chris just said he he missed the little sticker on the box and basically said that he broke one when he put it in and he didn't he didn't quite understand why and he put another one in and that one they went up for a drive and basically it sheared off um, and literally like it's a it's an extended cap truck that the wheel is is jammed all the way almost to the back to the back wheel because it came off nothing was really holding it there so wow. yeah so it's good to know. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's definitely a also, catastrophic failure that could have been much worse. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but Mr. Putnam gave, just sent me this photo today. I I'm, I'm decided to sell my KLR 650, and he sends me a photo for my 90 with four brand-new bikes up there. He didn't buy any, but thanks for just tempting me with that. Jeez. Yeah, it's that new CRF 450RL. And I went oh, with that. That's a cool bike. Yeah, it's a really nice bike. And I actually, after looking at it, and I love it, it's... You, the nice thing about a Honda um, compared to most bikes is that you pretty much don't have to work on them. Honda motorcycles are much, much more reliable, but also you, you trade, everything comes with a trade off in the motorcycle world. Like think of every in performance motorcycle, like a race car, like, okay, if you want one thing, you're giving up another. So there, I think the CRF 450 is 288 pounds, which is pretty light. Um, especially for a 450 that's that's an, an enduro and a dual sport bike that's very light 288 pounds 10 years ago would have been featherweight but the ktm 500 is 243 pounds and so yeah. after doing my searching and I, I i preach this over and over again what you pay for in a motorcycle is weight reduction or less weight and even though the ktm does offer it has a, the service intervals are more i mean it only holds still only holds like a quart and a half of oil so i mean changing the oil after every ride isn't that big of a deal even if it's 15, 20 bucks a quart, which unfortunately it is. But that 40 pounds, that's enough to make me look the other way. So I'm looking, I'm back at looking at the Husky or the KTM, which are basically the same bike well, with mildly different tuning. So One of the problems, and, and I still want the 450 very badly, it's just the double the price tag of what I have now, is <laughs> the lack of gas tank. The uh, I mean, you're getting barely two gallons, maybe two and a half gallons. I mean, it's a really cool tank the Honda's got on that, but it's so thin that it, it makes it tough. And you, you know, and if you end up putting the, the, 
extended tank on there, it really screws up the looks. But I don't know. I got to get I got to get rid of the KLR first. And it's funny because I have I have sold tons of stuff online, and I always it's easy to do. And I have gotten like literally a thousand views on that bike, and nobody sent me a message. I, I should take that back. One guy wanted to trade me with a '67 Lincoln, but it was not <laughs> something that was running or looked like a Lincoln. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, funny. Yeah, you sent me that photo, and I'm like, oh god. So yeah, the Honda needs uh, a bigger tank. They it, all need a bigger tank. Continues. Yeah, yeah, I still think you the K10 690 is where you want to be. By the way, for you, yeah. The reason this is funny is because when I bought my KLR, and I love that bike. It's a great bike. Dan goes, yeah, that's you're, you're going to keep that for less than a year. And I was like, no, I'm keeping it forever. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan wins again. <laughs> 200 pound weight advantage with so, the new bikes. So yeah. yeah, that's like you said, that's that gets to you real quick. <laughs> can you hear me? Hello. There we go. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Well, I think I think part of the problem is more people are coming into the house and they're starting to like take up the Wi-Fi here. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not just the Wi-Fi. This is I something think I that's, lost you. No, I can hear yeah. you just fine. What I can hear you. Uh, one of okay. the things we should tell people is if you go to Monterey, I think we've actually mentioned this a long time ago before. Cell service is not going to be your friend down there. They over people. There's like that. Carmel is small, like really small. It's a. Yeah. It's not a big town, and so the cell phone towers go from really good service to completely overloaded for the entire week. You know, like one tower down there that's now serving, goes from serving like 15,000 people to 50,000 people. <laughs> so, well, yeah. And your, your phone can tell you you have tons of LTE and bars, but you won't be able to dial out. Um, it's funny you say that Dan, because uh, thanks to you actually. And Tom McDowell says this, you know, we've got brand new Wi-Fi boosters with Concourso to help with our, our, our uh, guests have better Wi-Fi and get better signals so they can get their photos out of the, of the fabulous event we're going to put on. So Nice. Thank you, Dan Putnam. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was there to help more. I've been so overwhelmed. I wish I yeah. I really miss car weekend, car shows. I haven't been to many. I was actually just telling our friend Tina about the other day. She was having another conversation with more people. That she, she brought the Whale Tail Project guys, which we didn't get to go see, and she's working on bringing some other people up here. She when did that, that woman sleep? I don't know. Seriously, when does she sleep? I don't I'm, know. Uh, all I do is see her at events, and she's putting on events and bringing people into town. And I mean, she is a woman about town and she's just so big in the car industry right now. It's amazing. So It's kind of funny. Like, you know, she's her friend, Randy Popes. I don't say that in jest. Like she's friends with Randy Popes. Right? So she's talking about having him <laughs> yeah. come up to do motorcycle racing and hang out. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could like message Randy Popes. Be like, hey, you want to come hang out? Like, I want to. <laughs> he seems like a really nice guy. It was great to meet him. <laughs> I feel like we could message him after she introduced us to him. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah, we'll try so, anyway. Let's take our it, first break. It, you know, we're a little yeah. overdue for a break at 23 minutes in, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back, hopefully, with a better cell phone signal. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, you know, it's it's getting tough down here. I will say, Dan, we, we got a new house this year, and I'm looking down this beautiful valley at all these other homes that are up on the hill. It's still really dry down here. We have not, you were talking earlier, we have no smoke down here at all. Like minus the Monterey fog that comes in in the morning, it's been absolutely gorgeous here. It's been 72. 
which is funny because you'd think California would be half on fire, which it is, and be hot, and Seattle would be nice and cool. So who knew? Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. Monterey's always like oddly and comfortably cool, and I miss that about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, obviously as we're the week's ramping up, you know, you've got Quail on Friday, you've got Concorso Italiano on Saturday, and then the infamous Pebble uh, coming up on Sunday. Um, And I wanted to say a quick shout out to a a former guest and good friend of ours, Peter Gleason, who's going to have a car on the lawn this year. Um, You know, I told him I cannot wait to see it and eat a hot dog in the back. So, I mean, I think that's the place to do it at Pebble, right? <laughs> right. You just randomly hop in cars. They're Something totally like open. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Are you going to do Dawn I Patrol? I love that. They just absolutely love that. You know, I don't know if we are. Um, we're. Uh, I'm still out there looking for tickets. I mean, uh, unfortunately, when we figured out that we were going to be here for this, the tickets for Pebble had already gone up to $500 a ticket. Oh. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> and with Dawn Patrol, even if you do Dawn Patrol, it's still $500 tickets. So we may go end up and go do the the uh, the lawn up top that's free and, and, and hit some of the booths, the automotive booths, and kind of go around. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it onto the field. That's it's, that's kind of steep right now. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe we can message somebody at Haggerty who happens to sponsor our show. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not about asking no, for it's, it's, it's going to be. No, yeah, it's going to be an incredible event. Um, like I said, I think there's, uh, speaking of the, our, my conversation earlier with, with Wade, I mean, so many people have been, I mean, we talked about uh, Bring a Trailer a lot, and so many people have spent so much time on Bring a Trailer and, and how great that website has made the automotive world and how easy it is to sell a car on there. So I guess it's easy to buy a car on there. From what Wade says, it's not easy to list a car on there. All right. But uh, all these cars are now showing up down here. And, um, I will say I've never seen more Porsches in that crazy light blue like uh, Kevin's got up there. The Miami um, blue? Or the... I actually saw a Macan that, that, re- that really like light Smurf blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, t- the Tina blue. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen a ton of them down here. I don't know. And I think if you don't know, a lot of people order cars and take delivery in Monterey. It's kind of, it's kind of a thing. So, um I will say, Dan, I was down in, in uh, Carmel at our favorite t-shirt shop and uh, picking up this year's t-shirt. And they wanted to know where all the rest of us were. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, there's sort of a history about people that, with Seamont. We go down and there's a special shirt that is bought during Monterey. But uh, they wanted to know where the rest of the crew was. Apparently, there's notes in our, in our, in our file that who we are. So who knew? That's <laughs> keeping the, track of us. That's the shop clubs, and it's the Robert Graham collection, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Graham does a special shirt just for Monterey Car Week or several, and this year it's just one, but uh, it, uh, it's, it's fun to have. It's fun to be, you know, it's kind of interesting when you're walking around and somebody else kind of has that love of cars, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I we, we miss you down here. I'm telling you, it's just, it's always, I, I really wish we had been able to do a rally this year, but I think it was smart as we didn't, um, but it, it, I miss having the family down here. Um, I was telling Sarah, we were walking around Carmel, and I was like, I don't see a ton of people. I think I've seen maybe one or two um, that I actually know from up Pacific Northwest. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people are kind of uh, still recollecting. And, you know, California was kind of on the edge of whether they were going to be able to do this or not. Um, and I think the people of Carmel are, still don't like Car Week. I've heard several people say that. <laughs> um, I think it will continue, but I don't know in what form. So Yeah, it's a, you should have brought the monkey with you. That's what you really needed down there. 
You know, I, and in fact, I was talking to Sarah about that. And I said, you know, what needs to happen is we need to bring the Triumph and the Monkeys down. Because I think the Monkeys, I, I have not seen one Grom or Monkey down here. And I think it would be huge. I think people would love it. There's a ton of vintage motorcycles, obviously, down here right now. Right. Italian, especially the Ducatis and a lot of stuff like that. But um, I, didn't, I haven't seen a Monkey yet. And it's funny. You know, I, I, I really expected to see them. Um, the closest person we had, you know, uh, uh, we have a couple of friends that used to have ROMs down here, but they got rid of them. So it's, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to do a monkey takeover of Monterey, a, mon- a monkey, a monkey Monterey trip. That'd I feel like fun. the locals would be much more open to that. <laughs> a lot less parking right? impacts. I mean, parking. <laughs> yeah. As, as we found out on our first trip, you can put like what, six monkeys, seven monkeys in one parking space. That's what right. Is? I'll tell you Once otherwise. The front desk understands what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's tough, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, how's the, how are things up there besides the heat? I mean, is it, uh, is, you know, have you been out driving at all uh, out in the weather? Not too much. Uh, it's been a busy work mm. week since I've got back. I haven't done a whole lot, but uh, I did see a bunch of highlights from Mercer Island Cars and Coffee on Tuesday, which mm-hmm. was uh, a hit as it always is. It's been more popular than ever lately. You get a, it's a, obviously a smaller show, but uh, an, an unofficial one at that, but they do have some great cars, like some really nice stuff that's worth seeing. And then uh, Exotics was canceled last week. Yeah, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. 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 New Seasons Market. Yeah. I, think, I think it's still New Seasons. Maybe it's Whole Foods now. No, I think it's New Seasons. Anyway. Um, I think it's still New Seasons, yeah. Yeah, I thought they were getting bought out by Amazon or something, but I think it's still New Seasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think everything will eventually. And then uh, Exotics was canceled last Saturday due to rain, which was a very welcome thing, actually. Um, and then which every weed I got rid of has now grown back in my yard. <laughs> and then, I was like, ah, oh, thanks. Water will do that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but it should be back on this week, which I mean, the, the volunteers down there had done, I think seven weekends in a row of, because it's been so dry of exotics. So God knows they needed the break. Um, same yeah. with Avant's canceling the off-road section this month. Uh, the volunteers haven't had a single, I mean, it's been super dry and dusty, so it's pretty rough out there right now. But uh, it'll be back next month, so good times. Yeah, and I think uh, was it last weekend they had that uh, the car show in downtown Kirkland. I saw right. that uh, Mr. Caps, who picked up his new Celine twin turbo, was down there. Yeah, another Celine twin turbo, and he's got he's he's driving his really? new 765 LT down to Monterey. He's on his way down there, or if he's not there already, I heard. So yeah, I think uh, he he usually takes place in the uh, is it fuel run that comes up here. Um, that's something that's kind of interesting. If you've ever been down here, you know, there's, there was always exotics on Broadway. Um, the people that from luxury for play and uh, gold rush would come do a rally from LA up and they, they left uh, on Broadway about, oh, about in 2019 and they came at seaside. And um, unfortunately it didn't happen this year. So they're not going to do an event, but I think they're going to be back down on Cannery row um, uh, next year, which will be, if you've never seen that, that's incredible. I mean, they have sponsorships with names like Koenigsegg and Bugatti and <laughs> Rimek and things like that. So it's going to be incredible. And I think a bunch of those are coming into town just for the, for the fuel run drive coming up. So, Yeah, if you haven't done Monterey Car Week, it needs to be a bucket list item for you. We've talked about that before. I think we said that every time we do. If you haven't done it before, you need to go down. You need to do Quail once. You need to do Pebble once. And it's going to cost you a fortune, and it'll be worth it. <laughs> you need to save. Also, and, and Dan and I have said this before, if you're thinking, if you're even thinking about going to Monterey Car Week, get online and, and get your hotels now. I don't mean like in a day or two, get them now, not right. for this year, 
for, for next year. year. Yeah, because they sell out usually yeah. within six months of the event, and there's not a lot around yeah, there. So, yeah. And you want to be as close as possible. And you will, there will possible. be some sticker shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah there will be sticker shock. Why is this so. week? Yeah. You're lucky if you can get $300 from Lena. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool. Uh, R&M is down here. Amicum's uh, auctioning cars off here at the Hyatt. Um, it's it's going to be a good year. I think they're going to... I haven't seen... I know there's a couple of cars. I think there's a McLaren F1 that's going to go across the block down here. Ooh. If, I, if I'm heard right. I, it was supposed to go like a year ago, I think. Um, and I think it didn't. It's like a, a root beer color kind of thing like that. I've seen some photos. Um, it's. Uh, I may be wrong about that or it may have sold privately, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen. I think that's going to be the big car of the year. As we know, in past years, one of the biggest cars of the years was a, a local Pacific Northwest 250 GTO. So that was, you know, there's always one big car with multiple big cars, but one that stands out between everything else. So. Yeah, the 250 went for 41 or 43, right? 47, I think. But I mean, it it, bro- it broke the record for the for, for the most uh, in a, in a public sale. I think the private sale is still at 61 for that green one out of Oregon. Yeah, but uh, who knows. Yeah, I think so. So much guess, money. <laughs> I would guess a McLaren F1 would probably go for what do you think? 15, 20? At least. Yeah, at in least. this market maybe. I'd probably I'd get, if, I'm going to guess you 20. Don't, if you don't know, McLaren F1's Dan's favorite car and it, it has caused us to do some research on it and of what it takes to actually own one of those cars. I thought it was expensive to own a Bugatti Veyron. But that is but we were talking, Dan. Like, if you if you want to balance the tires, you got to basically rent out a racetrack, correct, and a race car driver. <laughs> yeah, and uh, take the car out. They balance them on the car, which I'm still not going to yep. say is necessary in my opinion. But that's just me. But whatever. I'm not a McLaren tech, and that's still I'm seems... sure McLaren would say there's some warranty issues that say it necessary. <laughs> yeah, you still do they warranty a 20 year old car though, 25 year old car at this point? I mean, well, I mean, if, if you still want the 20 year old laptop to be able to run the car, yeah, right. Probably. That's right. That's right. It's a proprietary laptop to run that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's vintage, uh, to say the least. If so. you want to have some fun, look up <laughs> the uh, the luggage carrier for McLaren F1 online. Look for photos of McLaren luggage storage compartment. It's pretty funny. Anyway, there's a little hidden compartment. I'm going to try to there. I'm going to try to get some photos of, but there's there's some. There, I know there's going to be at least two to three speed tails in town this week, and there's about four Sabers, the McLaren Saber, um, which if you don't know was basically a, a one off. It, it was only for the United States, and I don't know how many they made, but it's basically a rebodied Senna. Yeah, the under the underpinnings are a Senna, but uh, it's a pretty cool looking car. I think there's actually one coming up with the fuel run, so we'll see. I mean, it's funny because Sarah and I flew down Monday, and it was kind of quiet yesterday, on Monday, and 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 yesterday but today like you were as you're sitting there at the at the golf course you were hearing more and more loud exhaust coming into town either coming down 101 or coming in 68 uh out of salinas into monterey and carmel so it's starting to pick up um you're starting to see these brightly colored cars hiding under these trees in people's houses so unfortunately i was i was saddled with a 2014 fiat 500l that hasn't been washed in probably since it was new uh like the point where I could came with no washer fluid, so you know it was it was, it was, a, it was a good start. You know the nice thing about so. a rental car, though, you just hmm. drive it through the car wash <laughs> because that's the only yeah, car well, you do that with. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, we washed the windshield, and then we get back in the car, and it was worse because there was a ton of the grime inside. Like Sarah and I probably washed the inside of the in, inside of the window like three times, and I still can barely like there's still a fog to it. So I don't know. Great car. 
but it's got a hundred thousand miles on it. It's kind of beat up. So, uh, it's been, that's when somebody asked me, are you coming on the drive today? And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I've never, I've never turned that down. So, well, there's lots of good little <laughs> tiny streets to jump it. So have fun down in Carmel with that. <laughs> no, no, this, this is the 500 L. This is the big four door. Look, oh, it looks like a bubble. Right. Yeah. That's right. This They're is, really this is a mom and dad car. Uh, yeah, this is, it's huge. It's a, it's a huge Fiat. Like everybody knows, right? I don't know who so, that um, was designed for. I can tell you it was designed for a family because it's got a rear view mirror and then it's got one of those baby mirrors built in right above the rear view mirror so that you can see uh, the whole back seat. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, just, and it's, it's factory. You know, so. I mean, most, most blind people don't drive those. So why would anybody buy something they have to look at? It's that ugly. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I get it. I, I, I get, you know, I, I was looking, I was hoping to get a Fiat 500, like a little two door sports, you know, kind of yeah, a bar. That thing, would actually, that would be fun down there because there's parking, oh, said, God, parking yeah. is so tight. So the smallest car you can get is really handy. Yeah. Hey, you, Dan, you'll understand this. When we went down to Carmel on Tuesday, I only had to park three blocks away from the main street. So, I mean, that was pretty good. That's Even actually though we got really there a little good. early. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was quite interesting. So, it's, I think it's going to turn out to be a good year. I think there's going to be some good photos. Um, I'm, I've been running the social media for Concorso, so I'll hopefully be able to get some photos onto the Rain City Supercar site and maybe do a couple of live broadcasts for us if I can get cell service. Um, and kind of uh, show you what's going on, especially on Saturday when we do our uh, our um, our event. Um, and I, 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 there's 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 some rumors that we may be seeing a Dominic and an Andrew coming down to help me with cars. So we'll see. Oh, nice. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah, I was yeah. going to say ho- upload some albums to uh, RCS because yeah, the the cars yeah. you see down in, in Monterey for Car Week are, is unlike anything else in the world. It's pretty awesome. So yeah. Yeah, well, again, everything down here is a little bit smaller right now. I don't know if Quail's going to be a little bit smaller, but I think I know Pebble's going to be a little bit. But uh, I think uh, we, we've scaled back a little bit our event just because, not because of necessarily COVID, just because it makes sense uh, to kind of have a more intimate Italian event. So it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up yeah. with for photos and you keep me updated. Um, I was going to show I will. Uh, see, we've got some events coming up here, of course. If you're not in Monterey for Car Week, we have uh, the Avance Dino Day at Carb Connection uh, from 10 to 3 this weekend. I'm in town this weekend, and I don't have a lot going on, so I might go try and check that out. Um, I'm hopefully going to try and do exotics and yeah. that, but I need a break from the house. You should, you should, con- you should convince somebody in your house to go test the, the horsepower of their, their Audi. Just saying. I was thinking of bringing the monkey. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I mean, what, what what do we think they are stock? Like maybe Six, seven? seven? Yeah, probably at the seven, wheel, probably like maybe? five. I yeah, I kind of between five and six <laughs> at the wheel, I think, at best. I'm really curious now. So uh, I have a phrase that someone was told me today about measuring horsepower at the crank versus at the wheel. I can't, I literally can't say it on this podcast. I'll tell you after we're done, but it was rather, rather saucy. And it was kind of interesting. There was these two older gentlemen that were having a conversation about having where you should actually test your horsepower. So, yeah. Uh, well, you messaged <laughs> I me that kind of a tease, but yeah. 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 And then uh, if you, our <laughs> listeners can message me and I'll tell you what it is, depending on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no kids. Uh, our yeah, Denver exactly. listeners, there's exactly. a shop tour at Revhard Motors from 11 to 3 uh, this Saturday as well. So that'll be a good one. That's the 14th. Yeah. Um, next week, though, is a, a big deal, which I want to encourage more people to go to. That is Avance Ladies Night 
at Group 2 in Woodenville. So obviously you're in wine country, don't drink Ooh. and drive, but uh, it is a great event. And Group 2 is awesome. With We've had them on the show. They're really fun people, and you know it's going to be a good time there. That's 6.30 to 8.30 the 19th. I wish I could go just to talk to people because, uh, yeah, it'd be actually be really fun. <laughs> but anyway... Man, I don't. I don't think they'd let us go to Ladies Night. No, I don't think they would either. But I, I really like the the group. That's I know a lot of people that are going to that. Of course, Chrissy being from a boss, yeah. of course, and then uh, yeah, several of our previous guests. Well, there, and so. I mean, there's some rumors, and we have to confirm. But I'm pretty sure Chrissy's going to be on the show next week. Oh, so, that's right. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Now that she's a, a, a full Avant member or a full Avant staff member, I should say. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I also want to remind everybody, and we're going to keep buying it. We are we are officially been invited, and we'll have a booth at the uh, Dirtfish Summerfest on uh, September 12th. Um, and we are going big for this one. We're going to have the monkeys in the booth. I'm working on a couple of maybe some Rain City supercars to maybe be with us. Uh, we're going to be giving away some swag. We're going to have swag to to sell. Uh, we're going to have Griot's products there, um, and maybe even we'll get you. You can come by and say Brown and Ben Powell's name three or four times. You know, see what happens. Yeah, he's not like the candy man. When we say his name multiple times, the drinks just show up. So, yeah. Win win. It's, it's just like Beetlejuice, but a drink shows up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, sounds like you're you're going to be as busy as ever. It was kind of I was I'm laughing because I remember when we told I told Sarah before she left is like you don't make plans for Car Week when you're working Car Week. If you're attending Car Week yeah. as a as a guest or you know just as, as a spectator and you're going to go to shows, then yes, you plan Car Week. If you're working Car Week, you just end up going every direction all day every day and you don't sleep a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's sort of like you, you go 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 and then all of a sudden in the middle of the day there'll be like an hour where you have nothing to do and then things will pick up again but uh yeah the concorso crew really knows how to run an event so we're we're on top of it so uh but tomorrow is our big day the tents are going up the, the course is ours um it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun so are you guys bayonet and black horse still we are bayonet black horse yeah yeah okay so uh, we've got yeah we've got the court in fact there's going to be if you're in the air and you're a porsche person check out uh what there we've rented out the golf course on friday to the uh, porsche event they're having a huge porsche event there on friday night uh, that's not us, but uh, the, the golf course is, is going to be there. And then Saturday is our event, uh, bright and early. Sweet. All right. Well, I hope, hopefully you can get yeah. some updates up. Hopefully you have enough cell service. But uh, thanks for taking the time tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. Always great time. Um, you know, uh, can't wait to see everybody when I get back up there. Uh, we'll be sharing photos. And, uh, yeah. Um, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>